Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. We are super excited to be here today. Hello, Pips. I'm back. Okay, I just want to say we renegotiated her contract yeah. and she is back. I had to pay her a lot more money. We're yeah. not sure so what happened there. So we pretended but... I was sick, but mm-hmm. really we were in negotiations yeah, we were... because I want lunch and no one was giving me lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Aww. She's so bougie, people. We can't even go there, right? I mean, come on. So sorry, guys. I was so sick for almost three weeks with Lies. this darn... This darn cold, and it was no joke. It was very scary, actually. She left me out solo, but I never get sick. (laughs) It's so crazy. And I just kept thinking, like, I'll be okay. I'd get in the shower. Yeah, I could uh, take today. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Not not happening. So we are excited to be back. We're ha- I'm happy to have Phyllis back. Seriously, like I she wasn't nego- be- negotiating. Her okay, contract. I have to tell you, I was like kind. I was so happy that you taped without me, and I love listening to it. But I was kind of sad. Aww. I was like, I want to be, be back, back on there. I want to talk to those people. <laughs> but Nina did a great Nina job. Did, yeah, we the friend. Thing. You did a good job Thank by yourself. You. <laughs> but you. it's nothing like us together. No, us together is special. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're often, not doing that but, anymore. Um, Negotiations are done. <laughs> Lunch is coming. She decided she loved me after all. Oh, so we are going to talk today about when your past can ruin your present. So um, I'm going to let Phyllis start out on this. Yeah. So I think it's an important topic because... Everyone has baggage, so we all have. You too. Um, I don't. <laughs> you know, all have baggage, <laughs> and some of us come from messier past than others. So you're bringing a whole garbage bag full of mess into a relationship. But I think even if you've grown up in a um, what we would call a somewhat normal family, um, you still have little quirks and things that. I I would say even habits that you've learned from your family that now you're bringing in to share with somebody else. And, um, and on the other side of that, if you've had trauma or a bad past or things that have happened to you before you meet that loved one that you're going to share your life with, um, that can be shaken up when you're, um, now joining with somebody else living together under the same roof. And all of a sudden they don't know why you're feeling anxious about something or why, like we have a joke in our family. I love to fold towels a certain way. (laughs) Nobody in my family ever listens. They still don't. But my son-in-law, he's the golden child, right? I love him (laughs) the best. Now he learned how to fold the towels the way I like it brings me comfort, but it comes from a past of my mom beat that into us. Like we had to fold them yeah. that way. Mine was I, vacuuming. See, Can you believe that or well, not? So my like son-in-law the is the dishwasher. He okay, likes yeah. the dishwasher a certain way. So everyone has those little yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. Which those are okay things. But what if there's the trauma things where, um, you know, someone comes up behind you unexpectedly, but 
as a child, maybe that was a scary thing. And so now like you're bringing that baggage in. So there, I mean, there's a different, there's so many different scenarios that you can do, um, different things that will trigger stuff. And so we just want to like talk about those a little bit to understand that when you do come into a relationship, you're bringing stuff with you. Yeah. And And I think that's such a misconception that, you know, oh, they don't have the baggage that I have. Everybody has it. Even if you came from the most amazing childhood, there's still stuff that you've seen or, you know, other relationships. relationships. Yeah. Especially other relationships. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times when you've been through a really bad relationship, Mm -hmm. you can tend to project that onto your next relationship. And then they're, you're, you're expecting things out of them that had nothing to do or you the do the, I knew you were going to do that because the other right. person had done that to you, even though it, it might not be on the same vein. Right. It feels the same. And so then you feel threatened and then that can create chaos if you're not being honest. I, and that's, I think, where I would start is if you're on a serious note with somebody and you're headed towards marriage, or even if you're married right now and, and listening to this and you haven't done this, is you have to sit down and share pretty much every aspect of your life with your loved one so that there's no surprises along the way where they're like, you never told me this. Mm -hmm. Although I will say there was one topic that I had never brought up and it was, uh, dealing with sexual abuse and, Mm -hmm. and I, uh, had not told my husband. And then 20 years later, something came up where I needed to tell my husband and, um, it was very hard, you know, to, I had kind of blanked that out for half my life. And, um, because I wasn't, it was more of a sexual attack. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, an abuse that was continuing or it didn't happen over and over and over again. Yeah. And it didn't happen like as graphically as some people have gone through, but this is the problem is I downplayed it of like, well, it was more touching. It wasn't this. And so I, in my mind, contributed it to, it wasn't, when I hear sexual abuse, like other people's Mm -hmm. stories, I'm like, well, that did happen to me. So therefore I wasn't. Well, and I think sometimes when you, when you, um, experience something like that, you think that it has to be violent, but a lot of times sexual abuse isn't violent. And I know for me, or it's not penetrative. Right. And so, so you, so you think that because it wasn't penetrative that, then it's okay. Right. It wasn't what, it, you know, oh, well, I wasn't that person. Or I didn't have that Or if you were in a relationship. Happen. So for me, yeah. it was, um, and I've, I've actually never shared this before, so mm, I'm going to here share we this. Go. Um, in high school, I had dated a guy and we had become, you know, we'd been a boyfriend and girlfriend for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, looking back, he was pretty abusive. Like he was Mm -hmm. dating other people and Mm -hmm. it was just not pretty. Mm -hmm. But you know, um, when when I had my first sexual experience, I figured, well, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, like Mm -hmm. it's not abusive, but looking back at it, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so incredibly abusive. It was things I didn't want to do and I didn't know how to say no. And I think sometimes we justify it in our own mind to say Mm -hmm. like, oh no, I wanted that. Like it was okay. But I just remember every time feeling so gross and dirty and just 
violated and then he'd cheat on me and then I felt worse, you right, know? Right. And so I did carry that into a lot yeah. of other relationships yeah. I had and um, because I just could not get past it. Well, there's a mistrust there too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, along the same. And I feel like, um, it's a good subject because, uh, sexuality in any realm, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, abusive in in any way, shape, or form, and you're not married yet, and then mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you've met this person you're yeah. going to marry, <clears throat> and those things, you know, you are going to be sexual yeah. with this person, but yet those other thoughts, like, are mm-hmm. still in the back of your mind or in your body, even if you're not thinking of them. Like, I had shoved down that whole thing for so long but I feel like my body was telling me it's still there. And so, um, you know, we, we bring this subject up because I think it's super important that people bring this baggage of abuse or, um, even OCD, like those kind of things from our past, either from a parent or different relationships. And we think it's not a big deal. And we think that we're okay, mm-hmm. but they will pop up in different areas yeah. as soon as and if you you're in this loving them, relationship. Yeah, and if you don't deal with them, then it does, it does come back, you know. And and I know that, you know, seeing me go through that, and then the the damaging like repetitiveness that I was mm-hmm. having after it, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, you know, I went from one bad relationship to the next bad relationship mm-hmm. to the next bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't like, because I wasn't healing from what I had, yeah. had I had, you know, I, I felt guilty and, and I, I'll speak from a Christian standpoint, felt like I couldn't talk about it. I right. felt like I couldn't tell anybody about right. it. Now in retrospect, you know, I've talked to my family, my parents, especially about it when I was a teen. And I remember my dad telling me, I knew something had happened. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could see it, but mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't be transparent enough to talk yeah. about it. And I think, you know, as parents, we have to listen and we yeah. have to like look for the, the signs and, and leave that door open yeah. where it's like, hey, look, if you made a mistake, I might be really disappointed in you, but that doesn't mean that I'm not, that we can't walk through this together or yeah. help you because and I you're feel- you're not a bad person. No, and yeah. I feel like if I had- gotten counseling Mm -hmm. after that, or even had someone to talk to, whether it be, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody, a pastoral counselor or whatever, Mm -hmm. regular counselor, I probably wouldn't have made some of the decisions I made after that. But I think it's hard. And and as a parent, you and I both know we've walked through this, like your kids aren't going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you don't always know. So that's why I, I think that's why this is important Mm -hmm. is because then we carry it on ourselves. And then as adults, now we're supposed to be healthy and Mm -hmm. be in this healthy relationship. But what does that look like? And so, you know, all of a sudden, all of these little, you know, creepy things come Mm -hmm. into your head and, you know, you're wondering, well, am I worthy? So that is the thing that it can really destroy a healthy relationship if you don't talk about it with your spouse. Yeah. So the person that you love needs to know, listen, I have these little quirky things. Now for me growing up, you know, in the environment I did, I had a lot of triggers. And so I had to tell my husband, like, please don't touch my feet or don't come up behind me. Like there was just things from my childhood that I, it would just flip me out. And he would, 
at first didn't quite understand it. He would laugh about it and be like, oh, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, no, seriously, like it, it, it freaks you. me yeah. out. Like it, I can't have you doing it. Mm-hmm. And so he was very respectful of knowing like, okay, okay. And, but also saying you're safe with me, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I'm never going to hurt you in that way, or I'm not going to scare you. That's yeah. something like from, it doesn't have to be something overly traumatic, but just something that like freaked you out as a child. And now like that other person doesn't know that that is something that really bothers you. It doesn't have to be like tragic, just something that just really bothered you as a child. Like sometimes kids don't like being tickled to death well, and you know, what? and then somebody comes along and they're like, let me tickle you. Right. Like, and it just like gets under is, your skin. Right. It's interesting that you say that because, uh, my parents were over for dinner last night, and I don't even know how we got on the subject, but my mom was saying that she used to have an uncle that would come up and pinch their cheeks yeah. really, really hard. And you just hate that. And then yeah. the kids would walk around with their hands on their yeah. faces yeah, like, yeah. don't do it, you know? And it's so funny because it's like, you know, people think they're joking or, t- mm-hmm. but, you know, my mom says, like, she remembers that so vividly, which right. is interesting because it's not like she grew up in this crazy dysfunctional no. family. It's just, she hated it's it. It's that so, thing you just don't, yeah. it just always bothered you. And as, and I think that's a good point is as a child. And so I would say this as adult, don't do things that, you know, are bugging a little kid yeah. because you think it's funny. Yeah. And so as a child, you can't, you have no voice yeah. to say that. But as an adult, you have a voice mm-hmm. to say, I don't like yeah, when, when you, you do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, because like the tickling of the feet, like there was nothing. Cra- it was just people. I don't like people tickling me yeah. at all. Somebody comes near me. I'm just like, I'm going to go tickle her just to I see know, what happens. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna I'll slap you, I swear. And so my husband would like black eye and, yeah. <laughs> and I will not be on the air again. <laughs> but he would come up and tickle me and I'm like, seriously. that just gets under my skin. And he thought it was funny at first. And then I'm like, it's really not funny. Like I really don't like it at all. And so again, you have to be respectful of those things. It's just, it doesn't have to be this major thing. Although, you know, there are stuff from people's past that are major, but be clear with them about what your boundaries are and, you know, what you need from that other person. Because that past, I feel like a lot of people's bad marriages is really because you're not clearing out those honest things that really bother you or stuff from your past. You haven't shared with the person Mm. you love. And so there's no way they're going to know. I don't know why you're mad about such and and such. And that's a good point because those are expectations too. Like a lot of times I've watched women walk into relationships and they have this like expectation of whoever they're dating Mm -hmm. next it, they're disappointed, like, oh, you did that now, yeah. you, and my ex did that to right, me, right. so now I'm disappointed in yeah. you. And it's one of those things where you're like, they're writing the ending. Yeah, they're already, they're, you're already mm-hmm. saying this isn't going to work right. before you've even tried to work it out with this person because this, you know, Jason wasn't my ex. You know, Jason, in fact, I was suspicious of him because mm-hmm. he was so nice. Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many yeah. people say that, <laughs> That's right? The same thing with my, okay, what's like, your angle? <laughs> right. What do you want from What do you want? Me? Yeah, what do you want? Why are you Why so are you nice? showing up yeah, all the time? <laughs> exactly. And I think- Why are like, you dependable? And that we automatically go to the place of like, well, all we generalize. Well, they're all like this. Well, mm-hmm. because I dated, because I dated two really big jerks in my life right. doesn't mean that Jason's a jerk. Just, you know, I can't right. put him in that same category yeah. and I can't put those expectations on him that, oh, when he does something wrong, that he's going to let me down. You know, yeah. it was, and, and I will say that that has been something 
I've had to work on knowing that that's my issue. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And knowing that like, I can't put that on him yeah, and make him feel like, well, you're such a jerk because you know, mm-hmm. you said the wrong thing. Well, maybe mm-hmm. he just wasn't thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Well, and I think it brings up a good point of making sure that you sit down and write out the things you do and don't want in the mm-hmm. next relationship before yeah. you get into the next relationship, because if those are non-negotiables and you really don't like some of the things that happened from that past relationship, then don't get into the same kind. Or don't stay in it. I think yeah. a lot of times people stay in really bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, like to be catty or like, you know, and I'm not the little things. I'm right. talking about the really big things. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, if he really overdrinks, you might right. want to consider like, Absolutely. man, what, what is this yeah. going to look like in yeah. five or 10 years? You and know with what I mean? children. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's things you can't agree about. I mean, I know that people go into relationships and think that, religion or spirituality isn't an issue, but my goodness, it is a huge issue because once you have kids, like that is, I remember my mom telling me like, you know, you grew up in church. You, I like to go to church and she's like, you better find a mate that wants to go with you because Mm -hmm. you don't want to be that woman by herself in church. And it is hard. Like it's hard enough to go to church by yourself when you're single but it's even harder when you have a mate yeah. that won't go with you. And Did you know it. that. Yeah. yeah, you know Did that. It for I mean, three and a half years. And it's not, it, it isn't easy. And it's, there's a lot of anger there and a lot of, um, why did you bring me to this place right. if you're not going to bring my spouse along? And that's a whole faith issue. But um, had I known what I know now is I would have made sure that we had a bigger talk mm-hmm. on, we talked about religion. We both believed in a God but we were both not in a church and not really living our lives uh, the way we do now. So, yeah, if I, I mean, I give that gift to my children to say like, hey, listen, make sure that the guy that you're with really is open to going to church and mm-hmm. loves the Lord and um, just wants to be on that same spiritual path with you. So yeah, I do think, think you have to, you know, that's smoothed over quite a bit where the people are like, well, it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> We're good, but I think, you know, especially if one person really, you know, is super even involved. I mean, like, I can't imagine not having yeah. my husband. He's pretty involved as yeah. much as I am, and, and we love it and the people that we've met, you know, because it's hard to get into a community when you don't have that other person standing alongside you. You're, yeah. you're running on two different paths, and eventually the, those, those paths get bigger. You know, that gap yeah. gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's kind of when marriages end up failing because yeah. they, it gets so big that there's no way, there's just no way back. And it's yeah. so difficult. It starts adding mm-hmm. up to different things too, even aside from being on the same spiritual path is mm-hmm. just the everyday living can be tough. Although I have seen some women that have waited 20 years for yeah. their husband to come around and they did. And I'm like, wow, that's pure faith. I yeah. don't know that I could last that long. And, um, and speaking of like something else too, is I, is like, um, I've been with people who were emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. Like there was no reaction to anything. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I want to just speak on that for a minute because I think young girls think, well, if he doesn't yell at me, right. if he doesn't hit me, right. you but know, if he's, he's telling you that you're not enough or not believing or not in your dream to you, or yeah. not sharing anything yeah. with, like mm-hmm. I had someone in my life for a very long time off and on 
And I kept trying to figure out like what the missing link was because on every other surface, we seemed perfect together. But as I looked back, I thought, oh, he didn't really share his life with me. And he was very secretive and very emotionally absent. And so um, I think that can be a baggage brought in of not sharing anything and not talking about anything and just pretending everything was fine, just status quo. And I don't know about you, but I can't live my life that way. And I'm a big talker. So I'm like, you better open up your life to me. And so I think that was one of the things that I was so attracted to Mike with is that we would sit and have these three, four hour talks on a Friday night, just like we never ran out of stuff to talk about. And, um, and I found that I was really drawn to intellectual men as much as looks like it wasn't just about the pretty boy. It was I need that is such a good that's such a good point. I mean, like, not that our men aren't hot. Don't get me wrong. Hey, we had it. We had a whole uh, we had a whole thing. We told on. you guys how hot our men are. Our men are aging We're gonna well. We're going to post a picture. They're after aging this. well. They're doing well. <laughs> but no, it's true. I think for me, it was about somebody who actually believed it. Like my husband has never told me. You can't do that. Right. Or, you, that's a dumb that's idea. That's dumb. Why like, would you? Yeah. He, he, he's never. And I, and I know that in my past relationships, mm-hmm. I always felt like I was competing mm-hmm. with the person. Like I'd say, oh, like I did, I got this. this great oh, idea. well, guess what? Yeah. I'm doing this. It was always like a one up right. instead of a, and I remember telling my, my daughter, you know, Hey, look, when you find somebody, they have to be as passionate about what you're dreaming about as you are. And, and, you know, it might not be the best idea, but Hey, go for it. You know what I'm saying? And my husband's told me that Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't really understand that, but I believe in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you should do that. And, you know, we would try things and then I'd come back and go, yeah, that Did was that not work. a good idea. <laughs> but, um, you know, the fact that they believed in you mm-hmm. enough, they, they think they know that you're smart. They know that you're capable. Um, someone who's putting you down or putting you in a box and saying, you know, why would you do that? That's dumb. And it's safe to fail. Yeah. You can fail and you can... And, and they'll be like, okay, yeah. well, you try. That's yeah. great. Like, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I think be, feeling safe about that, you know, feeling safe in whatever space you're in yeah. is really important because, you know, you can't move into new seasons in life. Like, you know, you know me, I'm like all about like every season in life is different and mm-hmm. we go through them and do we, we roll in and out of them like throughout mm-hmm. our years, throughout, you know, all the years that we're alive, we have different seasons. And if you don't have a spouse that can move from one season to the next with you, yeah. or even, you know, somebody that you are engaged to or serious about, if he can't move or he or she can't move into that next season, yeah. that's well, it's a coming difficult place whether they to be. Want to yeah. Move or yeah not. Right. You, no one stays the same for 40 years. No. So, and if you're thinking that now, I'm just here to tell you that's not true. <laughs> that doesn't happen. And you have to be able to grow. And that is yes, a good grow to, subject to grow because together, yeah. when you've been married, you and I have been mm-hmm. married long enough to mm-hmm. know and we've seen this in other couples is you've got one person who's just the mover and shaker, like things are changing. And this other spouse is like, I liked it the way it was yeah. before. I just want to stay here in this little spot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you can't, you got to keep growing and doing things. You know, your core things will always be the same, right. but like, oh my gosh, your, your mind is always expanding mm-hmm. and you should always be open to the next possibility yeah. of something else. Well, I think, you know, it, that is true. And sometimes, you know, I, I know in our relationship that I've, you know, Jason would tell you, 
the same, that I've pushed him in a lot of ways. Like he grew up not really believing in himself. Like his story is beautiful because, you know, he struggled in school. He had dyslexia at a young age. And, and so when I married him, you know, I didn't feel those inhibitions because I, I was a good student, you know, Mm -hmm. I I did well in school. Mm And so I just kept pushing him and I would Mm -hmm. tell him, you can do this. Like Mm -hmm. you, you can, you can be in management. You can, you know, do this, you can do these things. And I think, he agreed, you know, Mm -hmm. if he had said, no, I can't, I, you know, that would have probably been the demise of our marriage because I could see the potential in him. Mm -hmm. And I think I got, I love it when I see somebody (laughs) because Mike's like, you can do it. (laughs) You can go. And I'm like, really? Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that stems from, you know, um, from the, I watched this video. So Kalia gave us this video the other day and it was, it was called what is school for? I wish I could remember the name of the guy that did it, but mm-hmm. it's on YouTube. It's called what is school for? And he goes through like this whole thing about like, we go to school and we learn and they give us all this information and then we vomit it out on a test and then we forget it. And yeah. it, it just talked about like, why aren't we teaching, you know, that the kid in the back of the room that has learned differently, why is, why, why isn't he acknowledged? Mm-hmm. And it went through talking about like, um, the founder, he, in, this in particular, the founder of Ikea, he said, uh, he never went to school at all, mm-hmm. you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's the, and I'm it's not, not and just he about wasn't, school. yeah, he wasn't yeah. condoning, like not going to school. Right. He thought it's important, but he's, you like, still you know, have a brain, even yeah, if you don't do well in right, school, right, just, you're just still, putting that out there. It doesn't like, mean yeah, you're not creative. Mean you you're just dumb. might not do well on tests. Right. And, and I try not to, I know so many parents that get caught. Those kids have talked about your past ruining your present we put in our kids that oh my god if you don't have straight A's Mm -hmm. and if you're not on the best whatever Mm -hmm. team then you're you know you're just nothing and Mm -hmm. then they take that into their future and then they get there and you are gonna fail and they fail and they can't and we've talked about this suicidal because they think like I'm I can't do this I'm dumb right they equate it to being stupid where I have a different philosophy of that because I am uneducated um I feel that We've given our girls the best of both worlds. Mike is very educated and um, such a smart man. But I just feel like a lot of creative people cannot be put in a box yeah, of school. Absolutely. It's really, really hard for us to concentrate on certain things unless we love the subject. And that's what I'm finding now is I love to read on subjects that interest me. Yeah. And I will memorize and learn and pull from and be a great student in that. And so why are we not teaching them life skills and creative things that, I I mean, all of those other things are important too. Like, of course you have to learn how to balance a checkbook. Do they even do checkbooks anymore? (laughs) Maybe you don't like to do that. And trigonometry, I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not using it. I don't know. I'm not using it. I just saw sparkles. I'm sure somebody is using it. We were talking about that the other day. We said we could. We go. I'm like numbers. Yeah, like I, no. unless they're price. It, unless numbers 50, are like if squirrel. It's, if it's fifty percent off, you oh, can bet. I got that. I got, I got that. that. I got that. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'm back. Oh, so um, yeah. So just some questions I think yeah, to ask ourselves sure. is: um, Are you nervous about things in the home being just a certain way to the point of not wanting to share your life with anyone else? Mm, yeah. And do you get shaky at the thought of doing someone doing a simple chore differently than how you're used to doing it? So I'm going to, I'm going to share a story. Uh-oh. So 
for some reason, the counters have to be clean. Like, it drives me no. insane. <laughs> and we used to have these black countertops Don't at my old house. Well, they weren't black. They were, like, these gray <laughs> countertops at my old house. And the running joke oh, yeah. was, they're like, Mom always says, I better see my face in these counters. <laughs> and I don't know if that just stems from my mom is always a very organized person. Her daughters are a mess. <laughs> no, Kalia is actually the most organized person ever. But if you saw her room right now, like so, I literally, I've had to learn. Close I'm so, the door. so proud of myself. Yeah. I don't clean it up anymore. No. I close her door because right. I'm like, That's her she space. can clean it in the yep. morning. I'm tomorrow or tonight when Until she gets home. Until it smells and then all bounce No, she don't. We will not get to that point because I will. <laughs> kill her. I will kill somebody. <laughs> oh. And the last question is, are you afraid to share your past, no matter how messy, Ooh, with the person good... you love? In other words, are you keeping secrets? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So just to let you know, we all carry baggage from our past. And when you find that person that can still love you, flaws and all, is when you know that you can begin healing from the pains of the past. And maybe there isn't anything messy, but you're going to be able to relax those inner rules in your head and allow your partner to do things their way too. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, 24 Carat Tribe. Again, we are so happy to have Phyllis back. Um, I hope you are following us on Instagram at 24 Carat Conversations. We... We look at that all the time. We love hearing from you. I just can't believe how many awesome DMs we both get on a regular basis just from people and listeners that are sharing uh, 24 Karat. But we ask that you share it, you like, you subscribe to the podcast, and also like rate us and review us because mm-hmm. that's really an awesome thing for us to see and, and for us to get And keep giving feedback. us ideas. Yeah, ideas. We yeah. love hearing and we love hearing your ideas. In fact, mm-hmm. these next few episodes we're doing are all ideas that we got from our tribe. So we love you guys. Until next time, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye.